your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On VGK podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and enter promo code LOCKED ON to get 20% off your next order. It's January 26, 2021, and the Vegas Golden Knights just dropped a heartbreaker to the St. Louis Blues in a shootout in Alex Petrangelo's first game back against the only team he'd ever played for before the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm Jack Manning. This is the Locked On VGK podcast. Let's get into it. The good news is the Vegas Golden Knights haven't lost a game once this year because they were the worst team. The bad news is now twice they have lost games that they were absolutely the better team playing better hockey, getting better quality chances on net. But again, because of a shaky goaltender performance and because the Golden Knights hit the post a whopping seven times throughout the course of the game, found themselves on the losing end only picking up one point in what could have been an all-out blowout in favor of the Golden Knights if they could just finish their chances and just get a save. Prior to the game, I had this whole beautiful episode planned out, had this theme of home and how Petrangelo was finding a new home and David Perron had left our home and and even young Pavel Dorofayev, who just signed his his entry-level contract with the Vegas Golden Knights, was coming to America to build his new home here. Uh, But none of that is really on top of mind for the Vegas Golden Knights today because, really, Alex Petrangelo played very little role in tonight's game. Yes, he did get an assist on, a second assist on the first goal uh, of the evening for Alex Tuck. Uh, But anyway, the, the story of tonight's game really had very little to do with Alex Petrangelo. The story of tonight's game had to do with forwards that, although very, very good, Max Pacioretty gets a hat trick, uh, although very, very good, the Golden Knights hit the post seven different times. They must have missed wide open nets at least six or seven more. And so this should have been, by all accounts, a blowout of the uh, of the St. Louis Blues. And so the good news is Vegas Golden Knights fans can feel confident that their team is the better team. But at the end of the day, like we saw in the Western Conference Final and like we saw uh, in the, the playoff series against the Vancouver Canucks, If you don't finish your chances, if you just have outstanding advanced stats, higher danger chances, more of them, you still don't advance to the next round if you aren't putting the puck in the net. Now, of course, in a game where the Golden Knights score four goals, you should expect that that's going to be enough to win on most nights when you've got $12 million worth of goaltending in the stable. Now, I want to preface this by saying that Robin Leonard is and continues to be and will continue to be a very, very good goaltender. But so far on the Golden Knights season, through four games, he's got an 884 save percentage with a 2.95 goals against average. I mean, that's a tough stat line for a guy that was brought into the Vegas Golden Knights to be the solution to their goaltending problem now and for the five years into the future. 
Now, the house is not burning, the sky is not falling, and there's no reason for us to chicken little over this. The Vegas Golden Knights are still 5-1-1 one, one on the season and leading the division in points with 11. So there's, there's not a whole lot to be all that upset about for the season on a whole. But the fact remains that the Vegas Golden Knights have had two losses. They've both been with Robin Leonard and Nett, and they've both been with relatively shaky performances from the goaltender. So keep thinking back to the beginning of the season, which you know was last week, to the beginning of the season, where Pete DeBoer said that the goaltenders would essentially have a 50-50 split for the beginning of the season, and then at some point one of the goaltenders was going to claim the net. I'm sure at the time, the front office and the coaching staff thought, well, the likely person to claim that net is the guy we signed to a $5 million deal. But here we have Marc-Andre Fleury, who has been otherworldly with a 9.50 save percentage and a 1.00 goals against average. You do wonder if the Golden Knights think about diverting from that original plan of having them do a 50-50 start and riding a hot-handed Marc-Andre Fleury as long as he continues to put up these types of numbers. Maybe the better rotation for them to go to as time evolves is batches of games. I don't know the answer to this. I don't profess to, to think that I can get into the head of Marc-Andre Fleury or Robin Leonard, but you do regularly hear goaltenders talk about the idea that they like to get in a rhythm. They like to play every night or every other night. And here, where the, where the schedule allows for a, a goaltender to actually play every other night, one on, one off, uh, with very few back-to-backs, at least you know, for, for the foreseeable future, you have to wonder, maybe they do let a guy just ride the net for a little while if he continues to put up wins. Now, speaking of otherworldly players, we, we can't go through 10 minutes of discussion about tonight's game without talking about how great Max Pacioretty has been so far this season, and especially in tonight's game. Now, obviously, he put up a hat trick, uh, but he has been very, very good, defensively responsible, and has really found his place as the elder statesman on the, the Vegas Golden Knights top line. With as much chatter as there was over the summer about Max Pacioretty needing to be traded, that, he, that his contract was, was too bloated, he really has shown up this year and is continuing the campaign that, that he left unfinished at the end of last year uh, where he was on pace for a career year. Honestly, I can't believe I've gotten six and a half minutes into this podcast without mentioning the fact that, uh, unfortunately, Pete DeBoer was not with the team this evening. Uh, he was replaced by acting head coach and always general manager Kelly McCrimmon. Uh, but Pete DeBoer and the entire Vegas Golden Knights coaching staff was held out of the game as a precaution uh, due to COVID reasons. Uh, today we had an exposure on uh, our coaching staff. So the, uh, the best way to handle that is to, uh, to isolate the entire staff. Uh, the, the, there weren't... Uh, it's not a case where the entire staff tested positive. There was uh, most that didn't, uh, quite frankly. But the uh, protocol, um, you know, is is such that you, uh, you know, pull those uh, people from the group. We're fortunate there's been no positive tests for uh, for players. Uh, best wishes to everyone, uh, and hope for if there's a need for recovery that it's speedy. 
the the absence of Pete DeBoer tonight was noticeable, uh, if only because the Golden Knights took two separate too many men on the ice penalties, uh, one immediately following the expiration of the penalty to Alec Martinez, which, uh, you know, I guess is is acceptable under the circumstances, but certainly they they could have used the, those extra two minutes either on the power play or or at least at even strength. So, uh, unfortunate that, that that played a role in the game. Uh, probably cost them four minutes worth of uh, worth a good time on ice. And, and so, hopefully, the this is the only game the Golden Knights have to go through with uh, uh, with Kelly McCrimmon on the bench. You know, not that he did a terrible job, but it, it is interesting how he deplo- deployed his lines tonight. He he wasn't uh, afraid at all to mix things up a little bit, um, especially after uh, Mark Stone. Gotten that scrap, he uh, he would put Alex Tuck, Chandler Stevenson, and Max Pacioretty together for for about two minutes uh, while Stone was on the bench. And during that time, they didn't allow a single scoring chance, not a single shot attempt from from the St. Louis Blues. Uh, and yet they had seven shot attempts on net uh, during the course of that uh, those two minutes while Mark Stone was in the box. So Max Pacioretty, Chandler Stevenson, and Alex Tuck. As a uh, as a lines, an interesting thought, you know, not one that I probably would have put together myself, but it really seemed to work well. So I'll be curious to see if that gets another look, either under the uh, the temporary reign of head coach Kelly McCrimmon, or whether or not maybe Pete DeBoer gives that a look in, in a practice or two. Former Golden Knight David Perron had a couple of goals tonight, and we're going to talk about that in just a few moments. Uh, but first, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. Are we ready for some football? Uh, because college football is heading into bowl season and there's some huge matchups this weekend and basically every weekend uh, for the foreseeable future. And the NFL regular season is already over. The Super Bowl, I think, is next week. And and there's only one place that has you covered for all these uh, bets and one place that we trust, and that's betonline.ag. So sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. I'm always amazed when I look at the the lines for for betting here in Vegas versus lines uh, on places like betonline.ag that aren't specifically affiliated with Vegas and how much better the odds are on Vegas Golden Knights games. Um, with the Golden Knights playing every other night from now until June, uh, you don't want to be throwing away good money on uh, on bad lines uh, with your local sports book. So uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the action, and don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. So bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, that's betonline.ag. If you aren't already subscribed, you should get more of the sports news that you need in less time with your new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts the Locked On Today, a daily podcast that breaks down the biggest stories with analysis from all of our local experts. So start today with all the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. It seems that every time that David Perron, one of the original Golden Knights, one of the original Misfits, every time that he comes back to Vegas, he has himself an absolute night. And tonight was no different. He scored two goals and scored the third one in the in the shootout to help put it away for the St. Louis Blues. And for me, David Perron really is the one that got away from that first year. 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Eric Holla is, is a guy that we all we all loved, and, and we're hoping that that he's doing well in Nashville. And and James Neal was a big valuable part of that team, but I, I don't think a ton of people were really heartbroken when, when he left. Uh, but man, the departure of David Perron always seemed like a missed opportunity especially as he would go on to play for the St. Louis Blues for just $4 million a year times four years. So he'd be in the in the third year of that contract now. And he'd immediately go on to help the St. Louis Blues win a Stanley Cup playing on their top line. Meanwhile, at least according to David Perron, the Vegas Golden Knights didn't even make a contract offer to David Perron heading into free agency. A lot of people have said, oh, David Perron was always going to go back to St. Louis. Oh, David Perron didn't want to stay in Vegas. Well, last year, David Perron really put those rumors to bed. Specifically on Twitter, Perron said he never got an offer after the trade deadline from VGK. Yes, my heart is in St. Louis, but it is also in Vegas for how much I love the year we all had together there. Still very happy the way it turned out parentheses cup, but don't make me look like I wanted to leave. No grudges on my part, by the way. That's a direct quote from uh, David Perron's Twitter on uh, January 13th, 2020. And so you have to wonder why the Vegas Golden Knights would have... Now, I don't want to speculate as to why the Vegas Golden Knights didn't make Perron a, a contract offer, but as the Golden Knights find themselves pressed up against the cap, I do find myself wondering isn't that exactly the type of player that Vegas needs in their organization? One that is on an inexpensive contract, one that signed for a decent term, and a guy that really did bleed gold while he was here. It's clear that there was chemistry in the room for David Perron. He was he was one of the guys in the leadership group during that first year. And so I will always wish and always wonder what could have been if David Perron had been able to, to extend his career here in Vegas. And so and so even though when he comes to town, he inevitably is going to score a goal or two and is going to put up more points than he ever did while he was in a VGK uniform. I would never hold it against that particular St. Louis Blue. But in this weird COVID season, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be back in action against the St. Louis Blues in just two more days. On the 28th, they'll play again at T-Mobile Arena and they'll be right back in action. Uh, Mark Stone, fresh off a fight with Justin Falk, is going to be headed right back into action. And I would imagine that the the intensity and the, the physicality is only going to step itself up. You know, Sure, they just played a four-game series against the Arizona Coyotes, but the Arizona Coyotes really aren't pushing for a playoff berth this year. They, they might squeeze in there, maybe, uh, but more likely than not, they they will sputter. And so the St. Louis Blues really are the first team that the Golden Knights are going to have an opportunity to really test themselves against. And so far, I'm sure this team isn't happy with the results they've gotten so far. Fortunately, I don't think that the Golden Knights have a whole lot that they need to do differently. Presumably, Marc-Andre Fleury will be in net, and hopefully he will put up the same type of performance that he's put up in his first three games. And as long as the Golden Knights continue to play the way that they're playing, as long as they continue to drive offense, put the pressure on, and continue to push the pace, 
and hold the, the puck in the offensive zone, they will succeed. And yes, they are going to have these missed shots and they're going to hit the post from time to time. But eventually, under the law of averages, it's all going to balance out and they are going to get those bounces that go their way. And more often than not, if a team plays the way that they played tonight, they're going to win. And that's why they're 5-1-1 one, one on the season so far. So again, don't think that the sky is falling. Don't think that there is any reason to panic or really even any reason to be upset. You can be disappointed that the Golden Knights lost out on a point tonight and that Alex Petrangelo didn't get that first revenge game against his former team. But at the end of the day, the Vegas Golden Knights are still one of the most likely cup contenders uh, in in the National Hockey League. And the Golden Knights are going to get seven more opportunities to clean this series up. We're going to talk a little bit about the newest Vegas Golden Knight, Pavel Dorofiev, in just a second here. But first, a quick message from Built Bar. Because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, It is the new and improved Built Bar that is even more delicious than before with 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, and that's they still have their 12, 12 original flavors. Uh, bars are covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft and easy to chew, and I love them, they're absolutely delicious. The Built Bar is a great way for the health-conscious guy uh, to stay full, lose or maintain weight, uh, and, and always getting a chance to, to indulge in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, great for the keto diet, and uh, they've got an awesome flavor profile. Uh, so uh, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. So yesterday, on January 25th, the Vegas Golden Knights finally got under contract. After a long two-day negotiation, the Vegas Golden Knights were able to get Pavel Dorofiev signed. Now, it is really uh, something remarkable that Pavel Dorofiev is signed as a Vegas Golden Knight. He was drafted in the third round of the 2019 NHL draft, uh, and he was playing for Tractor Chelyabinsk in the VHL. Uh, the VHL is the second tier pro league in Russia, just behind the KHL. And if you're looking for you know the type of quality of play, you can probably say it's you know half a step uh, below the AHL. That'd, that'd be about the equivalent. And so, um, Pavel Dorofiev has done okay in that league. He he's scoring at about a half a point per game pace, but the points that he scores are almost inevitably really impressive. He's got a very nice shot. He's a technically really impressive skater, a pretty decent playmaker, um, but he doesn't have the the type of fast straight line speed um, that you might expect out, out of him. He's not a small guy. He's about six foot one, so he's got a decent frame, and he's put on a pretty good amount of muscle uh, over the last year or so. Certainly during the the COVID pause, uh, he went from a very skinny kid to to not a, a bulky guy, but uh, built a little bit more like uh, Elias Pettersson now than than Elias Pettersson uh, from his rookie year. So, what you can expect from 
uh, from Pavel Dorofayev in this first season is he's going to come to North America. He's going to get used to playing on the smaller ice at all times. Uh, while the KHL is quickly moving towards uh, North American-sized ice, the VHL isn't quite there yet. Uh, but that being said, I do think the smaller ice is going to suit Dorofayev's game. He's got incredibly good hands. He's He's got a deft release to his shot. And I think that when the pace picks up and he's forced to keep up, it's really going to help him show off the best parts of his game if he can put it all together. Uh, I would expect that he, he's going to spend the entire year in the AHL. I don't foresee much, many circumstances that would allow him to, to find his way onto the NHL roster unless the team is just decimated by uh uh, you know, b- by an outbreak, which I, I hope isn't the case. Uh, but in any event, I think that you you should expect to see Dorofayev play uh, on, on the first or second line in Vegas. They're going to need to get him uh, with other players that have a little bit more experience uh, on North American ice. My guess is he's going to be working with a translator, so they're going to try and get him some English lessons as well. I don't know where his English speaking skill is right now, but I know it's not nothing. Uh, he's, he's certainly got a, a, a little bit of an ability to speak and understand English. Um, The addition of Dora Fiev to the Henderson Silver Knights really does create a, a a feeling that that is going to be the development ground, the best development ground uh, for Vegas Golden Knights prospects right now. Just about every one of their prospects that's eligible to be there is there um, in camp right now, and that includes Mason Primo. Mason Primo doesn't have an AHL contract or an NHL contract. Uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights, but he was a fifth-round draft pick for the Vegas Golden Knights in 2015. Um, Newcomers to the the AHL team there, also obviously Peyton Krebs, Caden Korzak, both of those guys would not be eligible this year to play in the AHL if it weren't for the shutdown of their league, the WHL, uh, back in Canada. But they're going to be here for for at least a a few games uh, when the preseason starts on the 29th. Uh, Jack Dugan is another newcomer to the team. He led the NCAA in scoring last year uh, and is going to be a a really powerful presence on the ice. He's a strong skater, a big body, uh, reminds me somewhat of a a playmaking version of Alex Tuck. He he considers himself a power playmaker, which is, I think, a really good description for a guy like Jack Dugan. And that adds to an already interesting group of prospects that are there. None more impressive than Lucas Alvenis, who was one of the leading AHL uh, rookie scorers last year. And now he trailed off towards the end of the year, but I think that's largely because he spent a lot of time uh, in the SHL before that, where they play about 50 games. And so when you see him when you saw Elvenis starting to get into that 60-65 game range, he really started to, to wear out. And I think that's to be expected, but he certainly put on some muscle and some durability in the in the offseason. And I'm going to be really interested to see if he can take his game to the next level and find himself in a couple of NHL games at some point over the course of the season. Now, while the defense probably has fewer stars in the making, uh, you know, for the for the Henderson Silver Knights, certainly a guy like Connor Corcoran is very interesting. He was 
uh, rated one of the best defensive players uh, and offensive defensemen in the in the OHL last year, the Ontario Hockey League, and so he'll be making his AHL debut, his rookie debut this year. Um, Jimmy Schultz is a guy that we all sort of expected to be an NHL player by now, but he just never took that next step with his game, at least not in his first season uh, in the AHL and certainly didn't seem so at camp. So it'll be interesting to see if Jimmy Schultz or or Jake Bischoff, for that matter, are able to to separate themselves. But with it already being difficult for... uh, for Nick Haig to get in the in the lineup in the NHL, hard to imagine those guys pushing past a, a guy like Nick Holden and all the rest of the guys on the taxi squad and, and getting also past uh, White Cloud and Haig. So those guys will probably spend the year d- down in Henderson. Um, and now the addition we'll probably see towards the end of this year is a guy named Peter Dilibatore out of the NCAA. Uh, Peter Dilibatore is. Uh, a an offensive defenseman uh, for Quinnipiac University, but he's certainly no slouch defensively either. Uh, a lot of guys would probably consider him two-way, but I would say he's probably more of an offensive defenseman. Really smooth skater, deceptive shot, and he's probably going to compete for the Hobie Baker this year. You can likely expect him to sign an NHL contract when his season is done. So it's going to be really excellent to watch this uh, the silver knights in action this year as they become the training ground for the for the golden knights where where the most development is going to happen because the rest of the world frankly is a bit of a mess the only foreign prospects we have playing uh in foreign leagues right now uh, are ivan morozov of the khl and he's the leading uh score under the age of 21 in uh, in the entire KHL. And then you've got Max Maryushev, who was a seventh-round pick uh, this last year, and he's playing in the VHL, and he's expected to come play for the Silver Knights uh, sometime around May 1st. So it's going to be really interesting to watch what happens with those guys to see uh, how competitive of a team this is, uh, especially in the first year of Henderson's existence, and at the same time, how much development and how many of these guys are going to be pushing for jobs in the coming year. Even though this show is getting posted a little bit later in the day, I will be back for another episode tomorrow. Until then, make sure you check out everything I post on my Twitter feed at NHL Jack Manning. That includes any new uh, prospect highlights that might pop up. And, you know, Ivan Morozov's playing in the morning, so I, I would bet there's probably going to be a goal or two waiting for you when you wake up. As always, you can find my uh, other podcast, uh, The Golden Knights Watch, which I host with AJ Alexander at goldennightswatch.com, and my writing about prospects at dauberprospects.com. Again, this is Jack Manning. Uh, This is the Locked On VGK podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.